The 59th Minute FPL Podcast is brought to you by Bet365, the world's favourite online betting company. The Bet365 app lets you access pre-match and in-play markets and provides instant match updates across the biggest sports. Chelsea take on Spurs this Saturday lunchtime. Fancy Son to keep his hot streak going? Or could we see a rare goal from Olivier Giroud? With Bet365 Bet Builder, you can combine match results, players to score, number of goals and more to build your own personalised bet. Bet365 is the world's favourite online sport betting company. The app can be downloaded from Google Play and Apple App Store. It's over 18s only and please gamble responsibly. Hi folks, welcome to another episode of the 59th Minute FPL Podcast which is brought to you by The Athletic. I'm Mark McGettigan, also known as FPL General, recording on Monday night the 17th of February. Game week 27 is coming up this weekend but before that we have the rearranged Manchester City versus West Ham fixture to come on Wednesday night as well as Champions League and Europa League action. All our podcasts are free in all the usual places, but if you'd like to hear ad-free versions, then you can subscribe to The Athletic with a 40% discount using the code FPLPOD. In this week's show, I'm going to welcome four new players to the 59th Minute Club, do a quick review of how Gaming 26 is going for me so far, update my watch list, take a few questions from Twitter, and then I'll finish with captaincy for Game Week 27, and most importantly, give you an update on my wildcard squad and how it is shaping up. Shoutouts first of all, welcome to the club, Oxlade-Chamberlain and Wijnaldum. So Jurgen Klopp gave us a double 59th minute substitution during the week, as well as the Aston Villa Spurs game. We also had a double 59th minute substitution there, but it was a player from each team, Eric Dyer from Spurs and Danny Drinkwater from Aston Villa. So I think that's the first time this season where four players have entered the club in the same week. One shout out as well, a notable mention to Pascal Gross. He was extremely close to getting a shout out. He played 60 minutes, so he's had a 58, a 59 and a 60 now this season. So he's very close to to adding to his, his two 59 minute appearances from last season. So if ever there was a player that is, is very likely to get taken off in the in the dreaded 59th minute, is that it is that guy, Pascal Grosso. Welcome to the new members, uh, and hopefully there'll be a few more in Game Week 27. So keep an eye on that clock when you're watching the games, folks. How is Game Week 26 going for me so far? It's going very well. I've only got De Bruyne left to play on Wednesday night. I'm sitting on 68 points, so very healthy green arrow so far. I've gone up about 100,000 places before that Manchester City game, so I would expect to drop back a bit if, Aguero, if the likes of Aguero and Mares do well in that fixture. But hopefully De Bruyne can get me get me a few points and get me up to about 75 points for the game week. Uh, and that should that should be a healthy Gennaro. As you know, I've activated my wildcard. I activated it as soon as game week 26 began. So it seems to have the desired effect. All the players I'm, I'm selling on the wildcard have, have given me parting gifts. The likes of Soyunku get me seven points. Lundstrom get me seven points as well. Both of those guys have already left my squad. In defence, Trent Alexander-Arnold, seven points there as well. So across the board, seven pointers for my three defenders. In midfield then, Sun Young-Min coming in with 13 points. Very healthy return there as a differential. Grealish, the ever-consistent Aston Villa man, six points. Captain Blank from Salah. Uh, and KDB to come. Up front then, healthy numbers as well. Calvert-Lewin got me 11 points. 
Danny Ings, first time I've owned him all season. Good to get a goal and a bonus point out of Danny as well. And a blank from Jamie Vardy, as well as the goalkeeper, Matt Ryan. So overall, just three players have blanked. Ryan, Salah as captain and Vardy. So hopefully De Bruyne doesn't join them. The wildcard is active. So quite a few players that did well for me, as I mentioned, have already gone and I'll come back to that at the end of the podcast. So I went into game week 26 at about 260k overall. Just before the Manchester United-Chelsea game kicked off tonight, I was sitting at about 139k. So when everything shakes out, once the Manchester City game is over, I would expect to be around you know 175k. Target is top 50k. Anything more than that will be a bonus. So hopefully this wildcard squad can help me kick on now, uh, and, and hopefully it'll be... 11 games to go. Hopefully there'll be the majority of those will be filled with green arrows. Time for a watch list update now. Which players have I added to the wildcard watch list and which players have I removed? I'll do the ones I've removed first. Uh, they're nice and easy. Serge Aurier is gone. He was in my thoughts for wildcard, but watching Spurs defend against Aston Villa put me right off that idea. Aurier, he's great going forward, but first and foremost with defenders, we want clean sheets. And I just don't see Spurs keeping many the way they're playing at the minute. So Aurier's gone. He was a bit rash in that game as well. He was lucky not to get a yellow card. So again, that's another reason I don't want to go there. Isaac Hayden is gone as well because he's lost his place in the starting eleven now. I was looking at him as potentially a cheap fifth midfielder. But he won't be in my wildcard squad now. Nathan Redmond, another player I was looking at for the wildcard, has picked up an injury. So that is probably a blessing in disguise because I probably would have brought him in and he probably would have blanked week after week. So I'm kind of glad that has happened to to avoid that headache for myself. The young guy, Tanganga, at Spurs, gone from the watch list as well because Ben Davis came back in and started at left back. So I was hoping that this guy, 4.0 million, would kneel down a place for the rest of the season, but it's unlikely. So he's out of my thoughts now as well. Again, same reasons apply there for Aurier as they do for Tanganga. In terms of the Spurs defence. Last player I've removed this week is Gabriel Martinelli from Arsenal. Himself and Lacazette both found themselves on the bench at the weekend. So again, no longer interested in Martinelli. Now, more interestingly, which players have I added to the watch list from Gimme 26? Mostly defenders this week. A couple of these guys I've been looking at for maybe the fourth and midfield spots for fourth and fifth defender spots for my wildcard squad. First one is Watford's Adam Messina. He's just 4.3 million. Now, Watford have pretty nasty fixtures in game week 27, 28 and 30. But the reason I've been eyeing up this guy is, as you know, I'm considering a bench boost in game week 29. And Watford are away to Crystal Palace. That game week, Crystal Palace really struggling to score goals this season. So a Watford defender is not the worst idea for that in game week 29. And also we know... Watford a guaranteed a fixture in game week 31, which is away to Burnley. So again, not the worst fixture against a team who don't score many goals. So there's potentially one or two clean sheets there for Messina. And if, if I was to go for him, he would be sitting on my bench for the next couple of weeks and then I would use him in 29 and 31. So unlikely, I think he's unlikely to make my final wildcard draft, but he is in my thoughts. I've been impressed with him recently going forward. I think I think he's got more goals in him. Uh, goals and assists potentially. He took his goal very well a couple of weeks ago. So he seems to be nailed on as well for the rest of the season. So a good option there to consider that I haven't seen mentioned it in too many places. Another cheap defender, 4.4 million at Wolves, Roman Saiz. He's back on my watch list. He was on it 
uh, earlier in the season. Now, all the talk is about Willie Bolly and Matt Doherty this week in terms of Wolves defenders, but I think Saiz is, is a very viable option as well. It was very interesting watching that Wolves game that against Leicester that he, he stepped up to take a direct free kick. Haven't seen him do that previously this season so that's interesting if he's going to take a couple of free kicks around the edge of the box that that makes him even more attractive he's got a lot of goal attempts this season as well he ranks 10th among defenders for shots with 19 and that's despite missing quite a few games this season he's played around five or six hundred minutes less than a lot of defenders this season and he still ranks very well in those underlying numbers Wolves have kept back-to-back clean sheets and they've got great fixtures, so that's why a lot of people are looking to them. Obviously, they have a guaranteed fixture in that blank game week 31 as well, so I think I'm going to have at least one Wolves defender in my wildcard squad. I've, I've even considered a double-up. If I don't go for Triori alongside Jimenez, I could go for uh, you know a doherty Bolly double-up or even a, a Bolly saiz double-up, so at least one of them is going to make my wildcard squad and that is one of my biggest decisions this week. Which one do I go for? Because I think all three are very viable. Another defender I've added to the watch list this week. He, he probably should have been on it long ago, to be honest. 5.3 million. Joe Gomez, Liverpool. He's a player. He's only 5.3% owned in the game. And he just keeps churning out the clean sheets. Picked up a few bonus points at the weekend as well. I think a lot of people like me probably avoided him. Because number one, there's better Liverpool options. And number two, we're probably fearful of rotation at some point. But given how well himself and Virgil van Dijk are playing at centre-back, you know, there's no reason for Jürgen to change things there. You know, 10 clean sheets in the last 11 game weeks. It's very, very impressive. So I still think Gomez is a very good option at 5.3 million. I'm looking for a third Liverpool player. I've got Salah and I've got Trent. So I need to decide, do I go for second defender or do I go for Sadio Mane I'm leaning towards double defence at the moment quite simply because of those clean sheets you know 10 in the last 11 there's serious value there to be had in that defence if they keep keep doing that or at least you know close to that uh, return of, of clean sheets Gomez you know will he get rotated it's always a possibility but what I like about Gomez as well is if Klopp decides to give Alexander Arnold a rest around Champions League he could always move Gomez over to right back. So there's always that potential there as well. He, he could play two positions. So yeah, again, only 5.3% owned. I think Gomez is a great differential for the rest of the season. I fully expect him to keep his place. You know, there's no reason, at least until the league is mathematically wrapped up, I don't see him losing his place. A midfielder I've added now this week, Deli Alley, 8.4 million. Now looking at his returns over the last couple of weeks, he's only got attacking points in one of his last seven fixtures but it was watching that Aston Villa game that that's the reason I've, I've added them back to the watch list looking at some of the numbers there as well from that game five shots in the box for Ali four big chances so it's 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 hard to believe he only came away from that one with two FPL points again big differential he's only 5.4% owned at the time of recording obviously Hyungman Son is the, Sp- the Spurs attacker to own but I think if you can't quite stretch to a Spurs uh, to Hyungman Son and you're looking to get a Spurs attacker, Deli Alley is, is a very viable alternative as well. He has been he's been taken off early in, in quite a few games. Uh, so he hasn't been completing 90 minutes in all of them recently, but I wouldn't let that put you off. I think he's a very good option, as is is the new guy Bergwine as well. I thought he was very impressive against Aston Villa. But again, the caveat here is it was Aston Villa. A lot of people are going to get excited by by Son and Alley now, but you know, if only they could play Aston Villa every week, we would we would all have them and, and we'd be giving them the armband. So 
again, you know, a lot of people are probably wondering this week, should they, you know, find the cash to bring in Son? You know, I don't think he's a must-have. No player is ever a must-have in FPL. And the fixtures are not great for Spurs anyway. So it's easy to fall into the trap after after one game. But don't get overexcited by these Spurs guys because I can't see them scoring, you know, three or four goals very often this season, given what I've seen over the last couple of weeks. Thanks as always to everyone who sent in the questions on Twitter. You can do so at FPL General. Usually I put out the tweet on a Monday evening for those questions. First one came in this week from Morris FC FPL. Very good FPL manager, Morris. He asks, Vardy or Calvert-Lewin alongside Ings and Jimenez? So... Yeah, this is this is what I'm. This is something I've had to decide myself on my wildcard this week. So, it's Ings and Jimenez are the two most popular forwards at the minute. I think most people will agree with that. Ings having the season of his life, and Jimenez has just been so reliable for you know over a season and a half now. So, Jimenez is coming back in to my wildcard squad. Danny Ings is going to stay. So, my question then is, you know, who do I who do I partner with those two up front? And it is between those two for me. You know, I've had Vardy for for quite a while now. He's been very disappointing, very frustrating. I've had Calvert-Lewin for two or three weeks and he's done really well for me. And the question with him is the fixtures are really tricky. So classic case of form versus fixtures in in the case of Calvert-Lewin. But for me, I'm very loyal to players who've done well for me. I think Everton are are playing very well under Ancelotti. They're fighting for a European place. Although on paper those fixtures don't look great for Everton, it's Arsenal, Manchester United, Chelsea in the next three. I think Calvert-Lewin can get a few goals in those games, the way he's playing and the way Everton are playing. So, you know, 6 million, 6.1 million, you know, you're not expecting too much from him. Uh, You know, if if he can get two goals in those three games, you know, I'd be pretty happy with that. So... I'm leaning towards keeping Calvert-Lewin alongside Ings and Jimenez and I'm going to let Vardy go reluctantly because I'm a big fan of Jamie Vardy. He's been very good to me this season as he has to, to a lot of people but it's it's quite a while now since he's got a goal. His, his stats are down as well and just watching watching Vardy and watching Leicester, they're not the team they were in the early part of the season. So I'm happy enough to lose him. Uh, that doesn't mean I, I won't get him back in a couple of weeks' time but I'm leaning towards Calvert-Lewin, Ings and Jimenez is my front three on the wildcard this week. So I think selling Vardy is fine, keeping him is fine, and selling him is fine as well. just depends how you feel about him and the other options that you can get. It's about value. I don't think Vardy's offering good value at the moment. I think Calvert-Lewin is offering excellent value. And, you know, I'm saving myself, you know, three or four million by by doing that, and I can use them, them funds in defence and in midfield for my, for my new squad. Question from Abhishek. What are my thoughts on Aubameyang? Or is a cheaper forward line the wave? So, given given my previous answer, you can you can you can probably tell what my thoughts are on Aubameyang. I put a tweet out at halftime during the Arsenal game the other day about Aubameyang playing as a, as a in, in in quotation marks as a left back, and then of course he went and, and scored a great goal in the second half. So it's for me, I just don't like paying ten point eight million for a player who spends a lot of time on the wing and spends a lot of time you know helping his defence, but. He's been consistent ever since he's joined Arsenal. He he finds a way to get the points. You know, give give Aubameyang a chance and he, and he put it away. Uh, and Arsenal Arsenal were very good against Newcastle in the second half. But again, you know, like the Spurs caveat that it was Aston Villa, Newcastle were really poor second half against Arsenal. So you know, I wouldn't be getting too excited about any of their assets either. You know, the likes of Pepe and Ozil because they were against a very weak opponent. Aubameyang for me is again I'm always looking for value and. 
at 10.8 million, I don't think he represents excellent value, especially because I, I would find it very hard to trust him in terms of captaincy. So if I have a player that costs 11, 12 million, I want to be able to captain them. Um, and for me, I just don't have, have that trust in Aubameyang or Arsenal at the moment. So for me, it's a no. I think he is a very viable option. I think if you have him, you keep him. The fixtures are good. Yes, he has a blank in game 28. But if you can get through that by, by just benching him, I think you've got to keep him now if you own him. But for me, I wouldn't be going out to buy him. Question from Jossie. Uh, Jossie's got a similar scenario to myself this week. He's asking... Manny or Robertson? Is it worth reverting to double Liverpool midfield? So Jossie's like me. He had Salah Manny a couple of weeks ago. And I presume like me, he got rid of Manny and he's thinking about getting him back now. So I've got that opportunity on wildcard this week. I'm going to keep Salah. You know, do I get Robertson, Van Dijk or do I go back to Sadio Manny? And for me, again, it all comes back to looking for value. And I don't like getting Manny alongside Salah, simply for, for cash reasons, you know, 24, 25 million tied up in two players from the same team when you can only captain one of them in any given game week, that is not, for me, that's not value, and, you know, the way the defence have been performing, I've only had one defender for quite a while now, and every time they keep a clean sheet, it hurts me, because a lot of people have double defence, some people even have triple defence, which has been doing very well for them recently, so for me, I think it's a no-brainer to go for two defenders, the way Liverpool are controlling games and, and churning out the clean sheets. For me, I think I'm leaning towards Robertson. Number one, I had him earlier in the season and he was he was great for me. His ownership's quite low as well compared to some of the others and he's a bonus points magnet. He, he picked up three bonus points in the most recent game. So for me, I think I'm going to go Trent, Robertson and Salah as my Liverpool triple up and you know reluctantly go without Manny. I love him as a player. I think he's one of the best players in the game this season. But I'm going to back Salah especially that he's on penalties. He's in great form. Question from FPL Warrior. Is it time to ship De Bruyne? So again, this is another question I'm asking myself this week on Wildcard. Do I keep the legend that is De Bruyne, who's been very, very consistent this season? Or do I let him go ahead of a couple of tricky fixtures and a blank in Game Week 28 and you know, and use his cash to get an overall you know, more balanced squad? So I think... I think if ever there was a time to sell him, I think now is probably okay. They play Leicester. Obviously, they've got West Ham in game week 26, which is which is yet to go. But then it's Leicester away, blank, game week 28. Then Manchester United, Burnley, Chelsea. And Champions, throw in Champions League there as well. The league's gone. Man City may not be in the Champions League for the next couple of years now, so they, they'll, they'll want to surely go all out and win it this season if that is the case. I don't expect De Bruyne to play week in, week out in the Premier League from now on till the end of the season. So I think that makes it easier to let him go. But there's a caveat here as well. There's, there is a lot of talk about a potential double game week for Manchester City in game week 29. So that would obviously throw a spanner in the works. I don't think I'm going to have information about that before I have to finalise my wildcard squad this week. It's probably going to be next week before we'd, we'd have any news of that. But there is a possibility going by some of the, the Twitter accounts, that there is a possibility that Manchester City could have a double game week in 29, depending on some of the of the European results and stuff like that. So that's something to keep in mind as well. In that case, maybe I should be thinking about keeping De Bruyne. But at the same time, even if Manchester City did have a double game week, you know, would he play two games? Would he play 90 minutes in both games? Unlikely, uh, around Champions League time. So for me, it's probably my biggest question that I need to answer this week. I haven't got rid of him yet. He's still on my squad. But come the end of the week, I will have to decide whether I let him go and, and use the cash elsewhere or just hold on to him and, and hope that he does continue to get a lot of minutes. 
Moving on now to game week 27 captaincy. Quite a few options this week. I think Salah is going to be the most popular again like he was last week despite his blank. He's home to West Ham, a team he scored 14 points against just a couple of weeks ago in game week 24 in the away fixture. He followed that up then with 16 points at home to Southampton in game week 25 before his blank against Norwich. So Salah's been in great form if you take away that Norwich game. So for me, Salah was my captain last week. He blanked. But I'm going to give him another chance against a very poor West Ham defence. I would expect Liverpool to rack up three or four goals in that game. Uh, Salah's obviously on penalties. So hopefully he will make up for his blank last week and give us a, a nice points haul this weekend. Anyone who owns Sadio Mane, I think very good option there as well. You know, bit of a differential. His, his ownership has dropped massively. Uh, after his injury so if you have him very good opportunity to make up serious ground there if he was to outscore Salah this week and you had the armband on him you would certainly fly up the rankings and your mini leagues a couple of other options to mention here in terms of captaincy given how poorly Aston Villa defended against Spurs Danny Ings is at home to Aston Villa this week I think he's in a very viable option as well he'll probably be my vice captain uh, Jimenez is at home to Norwich another good option there Wolves do have Europa League, so on Thursday night it's always a worry, you know, captain and a player after a European game. You mean you could say the same for Salah, but that Liverpool game is not until Monday night, so plenty of time for Salah and Co to recover after the Champions League. Aubameyang owners will be tempted to give him the armband at home to Everton. I think Everton will be a, a much sterner test than Newcastle was uh, last weekend for Arsenal, so that would put me off. Aubameyang again like I said I just I never feel confident in captaining him against anyone really so for me it's going to be Salah captain no brainer at home to West Ham this week and Danny Ings most likely will be my vice captain now wildcard update this is probably what most of you have tuned in to find out how much has it changed from last week's watch list episode not an awful lot I've been I've been keen not to do too much playing around with it because with a wild card, especially when you've got two weeks to, to, to build it, it's very easy to overthink things and just go around in circles and fry your brain. So I've tried not to touch it too much. Uh, you know, I won't really be doing too much playing around with it until Thursday, Friday this week. I'll just get the Champions League games out of the way, get this Manchester City West Ham game out of the way as well, and then really, you know, lock it down then. But it, it is taking shape. So the main things that have changed from the draft I mentioned last week was De Bruyne is not in this one. So De Bruyne is gone from this draft. Uh, and this is just a draft. Like I say, he hasn't left my squad yet. Because if I was to sell him, and then I, if I decided on Friday I want him back, I would have to pay extra. So go back and listen to that watch list episode from last week if you are on your wildcard this week to get a few tips there and how to play your wildcard. So De Bruyne is gone from this one. Um, Hayden was in last week's one as well. So I've dropped him given that he's lost his place now. And last week's draft had only two Liverpool players. This one has three. So I'll run through it. Goalkeepers, McCarthy at Southampton is pretty locked in to my wildcard squad as a 4.4 million goalkeeper just because he's great value. The question then I have is, do I go for Sheffield United's Henderson or do I go back to Nick Pope? The attraction with Pope is he's got a fixture in game week 31 and I would like to, I would like to keep my free hit chip for a double game week rather than using it in game week 31 so the more players i can have in the wildcard squad who have a fixture in 31 the better so nick pope may make it in for that reason and pope and mccarthy rotate quite well for the rest of the season anyway 
And Henderson obviously has a blank 28 and he can't play in 31 either. So I'm not sure I want to go for Henderson. I might go for Sheffield United defenders instead of him and go for Nick Pope. So that is a big decision, Henderson or Pope. Pretty sure McCarthy will stay. Defenders, Trent Alexander-Arnold is going nowhere. Robertson is winning the race to join him. Matt Doherty at Wolves is going to make up my three starting defenders for this draft. And then the two subs would be Egan from Sheffield United and Stevens. That is the Southampton Stevens, not the Sheffield United Stevens. So that would be the back five. Uh, Salah will stay. Son will stay. Grealish looks like he's going to survive now as well. I just can't bring myself to sell him, even though he has a blank in 28. I want him for the Southampton fixture, watching Southampton defending at the weekend against Burnley. Uh, you know, I would like to be able to carry Grealish, even though the fixtures are tricky for Aston Villa. I fancy them to score in most games. They're, they're awful defensively, but I think they're pretty good going forward, Grealish in particular. So I, I would like to keep him because he's been good to me this season. So if I can keep him for Southampton, bench him in game week 28, and then just start him for the rest of the season, he's probably going to survive, I think. Mainly because there's not that many midfielders I like anyway. So Salah, Son, Grealish will probably stay. The fourth midfield spot is up for grabs in my wild card. The two leading candidates at the moment are Harvey Barnes at Leicester and Traore at Wolves. So probably one of those guys. And then my fifth midfielder for the bench most weeks will be John Fleck. And up front, it, up front is probably the most settled. Uh, I don't think this will change. Danny Ings, Jimenez and Calvert-Lewin, as I discussed earlier. So that wild card squad would give me the opportunity to bench boost in Gimme 29. So that would give me a bench in Gimme 29 of Alex McCarthy as the goalkeeper, his teammate Stevens, and John Egan in defence, and John Fleck. So to me that would be a very, you know, very viable week to play to play the bench boost chip. If my starting eleven are all fine, there's no injuries, no suspensions, and those four guys look like they're all going to start. They've all got good fixtures. So I would be quite hopeful of doing well out of that out of that bench boost. So one thing I'm keen not to do with this wildcard is not to get blinded by bench boost. So I don't want to also also by the blank gimmicks as well. I want to focus on just getting good players who've got good fixtures for the rest of the season. I don't want to overvalue the chips, which is a very easy trap to fall into. Bench boost is in my opinion, very overrated chip, as are most chips. Also, FPL managers get very excited by, you know, triple captains, bench boost and free hits and all that kind of stuff. But the most important thing in FPL is to have 11 strong players that you can put out week after week to get you those points. You know, in the overall grand scheme of things, when you look back on the season, 38 game weeks, your chips count for very little of your overall points total. So that's something I'm keen to avoid. I'm keen not to be blinded by bench boost 29 that's why i'm not 100 percent set on on doing it if it works out and it, it, it's if i arrive at game week 29 and i've got four bench players that look great i'll go for it but i'm not set on it i can always just hold off and wait for a double game week later even if i don't have a full bench of double game weekers even if i've got two or three players who play twice you know i think that could do just as well as as it would in game week 29 so tentatively i'm going to probably set up to leave myself the opportunity to bench boost in 29 but i'm certainly not 100% going to going to follow through with that a couple of players here who i didn't mention in my latest wildcard draft that have a good chance of making it in Sadio Mane so i'm still not 
100% which way I'm going to go with my Liverpool triple up. I'm going to watch the Champions League this week, which will hopefully help me come to a decision on that one. At the moment, Robertson is winning the race over Sadio Mane. Uh, Willie Bolly at Wolves as well. I've got Matt Doherty in there, but I need to ask myself, Will you know, Willie Bolly is, is a lot cheaper. He's 4.7. Doherty, I think, is 6.1. So that cash saving could go a long way elsewhere or for future transfers. So I need to decide... Is Doherty really worth the extra cash or do I just go for Bolly or even drop all the way down to Saiz who I mentioned in the watchlist update? Also a big question for me in wildcard is how many Wills players do I go for? Initially I was thinking, yeah, I'll get three Wills players, great fixtures, they play in 31. But I'd kind of forgotten about Europa League and I think that could affect them. I think we could see a bit of rotation there. So I might, what I might do is just go for two, go for Jimenez and a defender and then leave the door open for Triori or Bolly or Saiz. Don't get them in just yet. Just wait until until game week 29 or 30 and, and then bring them in. Ricardo Pereira at Leicester is another player who I would love to get. So I'm dropping Vardy, most likely. Harvey Barnes could come in as a Leicester attacker as an alternative to Vardy. You know, he's 3.7 million cheaper and his stats have been a lot better than Vardy's over the last five or six game weeks. So I like Harvey Barnes, but I really like Pereira as well. So it would be a case of weighing up you know, who do I prefer? Would I rather have Pereira or Harvey Barnes for the rest of the season? I think they, sh- they will probably score, you know, similarly over the course of the rest of the season. If I went for Pereira, I'd probably be looking at, you know, a four, probably looking to a 4-3-3 formation, which I'm not overly keen on. So for that reason, I'd probably end up going for Barnes over Pereira to, to leave me with a 3-4-3 formation. Um, but Pereira is definitely someone who could make it in by, by the weekend. Just every time I watch him, you know he's he's bombing forward. He's, he's you know he's one of the re- best right backs in the league. Uh, he's always got potential for goals and assists. And, and Leicester, you know, got that clean sheet against Wolves. So maybe we'll see them improve defensively now, like we've seen earlier in the season. So Pereira is definitely on my mind. Um, as is Jamie Vardy. Uh, you know, I haven't a hundred percent decided he is he is going yet. Yeah, he, he could find his way back in. Kevin De Bruyne also is obviously a big one who I mentioned. Big question mark there. I need to decide what to do with him this week. And obviously, double game with 29. A potential double game with 29 is in my mind as well. So hopefully we get some more information about that. As far as I know, I don't think we will before I have to finalise my wildcard squad on Saturday morning. So that is where I'm at with my wildcard. Of course, it will change because it's Monday. And Saturday is a long way away, especially when there is quite a few games to go this week. Could be a couple of injuries or, or things like that that could change my change my thinking. But that gives you an idea of where I'm headed with my wildcard squad. Hopefully the new trips will serve me well and, and help me achieve my goals this season. If you want to hear more from me, I've recorded iTest podcasts for every Premier League game so far in Game Week 26. I've watched 90 minutes of all eight games and I will do so for the United game and the City game as well this week so if if you're like me in particular and you're building your wildcard squad check out my Patreon page to get a rundown of every team in the league from Game Week 26 thank you for taking the time to listen to the podcast folks I really appreciate it enjoy the Manchester City game on Wednesday particularly if you're on Aguero captain I hope it goes well for you but deep down I really hope it doesn't because I don't have them Enjoy the European games as well, Champions League and Europa League, and good luck in Game Week 27. I'll be back next week with a preview to Game Week 28.